welcome everyone. Happy Friday. <clears throat> welcome to Teen Contemplation here at the end of November at the time that we are hosting everyone here in the studio with us and recording uh, for our podcast here. It is the day after Thanksgiving. So some of us might be feeling all kinds of things today, things in our body, things in our emotions, uh, things that are very specific to just this time of year, just this situation. We're perhaps watching a lot of weather coming through, a lot of things that are just drifting by in our landscape today. And so in today's session, we're going to be contemplating some of those things, how we observe that and consider what it feels like to come to a place in ourselves where we are understanding what it is that we truly want to be doing, what it is that gives us pleasure, what gives us joy, and how that can be something that teaches us more about this idea of discipline that we have been discovering uh, and unraveling all throughout this month. So let's take a moment together to get settled. We have our, uh, our hot water heating, anything that we might need for our practice we're gathering up. So your tea bowl, anything that you might like to have on your table, some candles, some lovely rocks from outside, leaves, anything that feels like it's helping you to come home in the body. And just take your time while you're doing your gathering. So the gathering itself, the intentionality, the making decisions, listening to what you need and what you want, this is all part of it. And if you have already come to the space with the things part of it gathered, let's take a moment then to settle in the body. Okay, so just notice where you're sitting and how you're sitting. And take a little pause to just adjust the posture. Maybe pulling up if you have a little lap blanket a little bit closer, fluffing the pillows around you. That's the stuff. Make it nice and comfy. So one of the insights to this kind of practice viewpoint is really listening to what you need. It doesn't matter that you could do the session without a nice blanket on your lap or without fuzzy socks or changing to a different type of tea. It doesn't matter that you could do it. It's that do you want to do it? Would it feel fully comfortable for your body? Would you be able to relax as much and to listen as deeply? So we're not toughing it out here. We're showing ourselves some really deep love. just pause to notice yourself breathing as you sit here, as you rest. And just watching the flow of the in and out breath. 
And even just the naming of the word rest. How does that feel for you in this moment? Does this feel like rest? What does rest look like for you? Is it something more than sleep? gently watching the in and the out breath come and go as we consider what rest is here. And then when you feel ready to extend and continue this exploration of rest and of welcoming yourself to your tea, let's go ahead and do so. So we just simply reach for our tea, picking up the leaves that we are practicing with today. I'm just noticing, noticing our tea, noticing different textures by running our fingertips through it and the different colors and sounds. And thinking on times during our average day or week where we might be engaging with our tea or some other food or beverage that signifies a break somehow, that signifies a pause in our day. We might be engaging with it in a way that feels a little busy, feels a little just very on the surface. We don't take time to notice the sound and the texture. And if you can recall perhaps a time like that during this week, which may have been a very busy week for you, where do you notice that busyness in the body? What does that feel like? Even when engaging with something that is there for you to pause, what was it like in your body versus what it's like now? And there's no judgment in this. It's just simply noticing, just comparing sensations. And bringing the leaves up to our nose very close so that the nose is basically just hovering over the leaves. And we simply breathe in and out over the leaves and allow our exhale to warm them so that they can re release fragrance and a little bit more warmth back to us. We get a kind of a slow activity that we probably don't do at other points during our day or during our week. And usually when we do this in this practice space together, we breathe with the tea for about one minute. 10 in and out breaths. You're welcome to do so longer, but usually like one minute is what we do. And ask yourself, is this something that would be helpful at any other time during your week or your day? 
Could you take one minute? Could you take even 30 seconds to breathe with your tea? As you consider this, and we're doing this in real time together, just notice how it feels in your body. Could you take that one minute to be with yourself and be with your tea? feel ready just serve yourself a little portion of tea using your fingertips a little pinch of leaves placing them in the bowl and here too we might wonder is this something that you could do at other times could you use the fingertips instead of a spoon just this little subconscious quiet connection What would that feel like? And then go ahead and make any movements that you need in your space to reach for your kettle, whether that's going to the kitchen or any other room, somewhere else in your space. Just take your time. And consider here, what would it be like to just simply stand and walk over and get hot water and have that be the only thing that you're doing? That it might take maybe five seconds longer than if you rushed over to do it before getting back to whatever work you're doing. That five seconds might be worth it. just enjoy the simplicity of doing the one thing. And once we arrive back at our seat and we feel centered and steady, just slowly add water over the leaves, moving in whatever pattern feels nice today. It doesn't have to look like anything. It doesn't have to sound like anything. It's just movement. Just you enjoying movement with water in a very slow way. And setting your kettle down. Perhaps keeping it close by in case you'd like any more tea a little bit later in our practice. Just re-center yourself on your cushion, adjusting the posture again, adjusting your blankets, your pillow. So that 
we can not only give our full attention and our awareness to watching the tea, watching the steam and the softening of the leaves, but we can give our full attention to our body. That we feel this little moment together is comfortable, it's enjoyable. And as you watch the steam rising from your bowl and the leaves softening at the surface and underneath the surface, just notice what's coming to mind for you. What sort of weather is moving through? And you can interact with it as much as you wish. You could name the clouds as they go by. You could watch one particular cloud. You could try to take in the whole of the sky, take in a little bit bigger picture if maybe one cloud is particularly distracting. We just notice and recognizing what is moving through. feeling yourself steady and connected and rooted down where you're sitting, how close do the clouds seem? Are some closer than others? It might feel nice here to take the hands and place them alongside your tea bowl. Maybe directly touching the bowl if it feels like that that's okay or resting with a little breath of air between your hands and the bowl. Just so you can feel warmth and support from your fingertips all the way to your root knuckles inside the palms, maybe even radiating up the wrist the space between the fingers. Just as a little physical reminder as we watch the weather going by in the mind that we are still here on the earth. We still have warmth, we still have support. And however Big or small, we can still choose to do something that is enjoyable for us. Something that creates a little softness. ready go ahead and pick up the bowl bring it to the nose and just watch your in and out breath here and what it feels like to bring this warmth into the body 
So from the hands to the nose, to the lungs. What moves, what creates space in the body when you do this action? If you could name a specific point in this action that is the most enjoyable for you, what is the most memorable, enjoyable part about smelling the tea in this way? Where do you feel it? And if you're ready, taking a sip from the leaves. And just pausing to really acknowledge and feel that first sip of tea. And how curious it is because on any given day it can feel different. Sometimes it's potent and powerful. Sometimes it's very quiet. And what is yours like today? What is your exhale like after you taste the tea? And whatever you feel called to or ready, taking a second sip. And you're just moving at your own time. So a little sip of tea and then just a pause to notice and to acknowledge. Witnessing what is softening and changing. How does it feel to draw breath into the lungs? How does it feel to release and let the breath go? And with each sip of tea that you take, how does that process continue to evolve? the sensations you feel, you might feel them at other times during your life when you're doing something that you're really connecting with on a full sensory level. So it might feel like stepping outside on a cool morning, taking a deep breath in, smelling the trees, the bark, the air around you. taking something fresh out of the oven. Putting on something warm and fluffy. Spending time with somebody who 
gives you warmth, makes you laugh. So the sensations that come up, where else do you notice them? And as you drink your tea, where do they seem to settle? Where do they concentrate? Where do you feel them the most? And as you get closer to the leaves in the bowl, start to drink down the water and the leaves start to resurface and emerge again, we notice the flavor of the tea deepening, getting richer, getting fuller. Like there's more information there. There's more that it's offering. And we might notice something similar for us too. That the sensations that we're noticing themselves are very connected to systems all over the body. And that one motion creates another motion and reaction. It signals to pause it to wait, or it signals a permission to go forward. And so what are some things that you notice start to shift? as we allow ourselves the space to just enjoy our tea. To sit here with no other agenda or plan. No task that we have to complete, no homework. Just drinking and being slow and just watching. What else evolves in your sensory experience in the body, in your perception, how you feel and sense things in your environment, how you respond to the weather of the mind. What changes when we can approach those things from being grounded in a practice that we actually enjoy? This is the seat of our exploration today. 
what changes when we come to the table from a place of joy, from a place of finding something that we enjoy, something that gives us pleasure, something that creates warmth and softness. Does that change how we engage in any way, large or small, with our daily life around us? Sugandhim pushti vardanam Urdvarukam yavabandhanam Mrityor mokshiyam amritat Oh. 
I thought it might be nice to start with the Mahamritunjaya uh, mantra. Um, this is a uh, an ancient mantra, and so whenever I'm chanting uh, an ancient sound construction, I like to visualize the untold multitudes of students of spirit who are uh, chanting with me in some kind of space that is free of time. That mantra is actually so complex conceptually that I don't feel comfortable really speaking to it um, in great detail. Um, my friend Jess, who's here, probably understands it conceptually better than I do. Uh, and I'm having to restrain an impulse to unmute her, unmute her. <laughs> but um, generally speaking, we could say this mantra is in service of healing. Uh, and one of the things that it talks about is it uses a kind of plant or vine um, analogy to talk about uh, decay and also growth. And so whenever I chant it, I think about how it helps remind me that uh, healing is also a process of dying off. It is really fascinating for me to, you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the rhythm of, of uh, space-time sort of feels like a joke. And it's feeling that way uh, very much for me today because our theme, which, which I, I played a role in suggesting, right? Our theme is centering pleasure and I'm in a really difficult mood. Um, and so uh, pleasure today is hard to come by for me. And so perhaps um, this is an interesting time for me to be holding this space. I wanted to uh, offer Audre Lorde's definition uh, of the erotic because I think it is central to what we're talking about today. Um, <clears throat> so let's begin there. So this is from uh, her, I suppose you could call it an essay. I believe it may have initially been a lecture, um, but if you're interested in reading one of the most amazing pieces of writing I've ever read, uh, Uses of the Erotic. It's, it's in a collection of her work called Sister Outsider. And uh, this would have been written sometime around the early 70s, I believe. The erotic is the measure between the beginnings of our sense of self and the chaos of our strongest feelings. It is an internal sense of satisfaction to which, once we have experienced it, we know we can aspire. The erotic is a measure between the beginnings of our sense of self and the chaos of our strongest feelings.
And I feel called to share that just on a student level, right? When I think about studying yoga, one of the early mistakes that I made was centering canonical texts of the yoga tradition and then marginalizing contemporary yoga texts, right? That might not be under this frame of yoga. And what, you know, so one of the things I've been working on is integrating um, my learning. So it's all kind of, you know, this is all in service of the same kinds of growth and transformation that I seek. And so for me, part of that is um, bringing people into my yoga canon. So uh, Audre Lorde, definitely one of these voices. Uh, her articulation of uh, pleasure and uh, the erotic specifically uh, of poetry. These are all things that feel very much in alignment with tantric philosophy, um, but they are articulations that are present day and engaging with some of the real structural deficiencies and problems of living in this culture. So I maybe just wanted to offer that kind of note on practice. <clears throat> so if we consider these two poles that uh, Audre Lorde has created for us, the beginnings of our sense of self, and the chaos of our strongest feelings. When I look at those two poles, almost like there's a spectrum between them, right in the center of that spectrum uh, is the threshold between the seen and the unseen. And the thing that's interesting about feelings is they are sort of, for me, they dance in this place of visibility and invisibility um, within my awareness. So this is part of why it's so important when we practice uh, yoga asana, for example, to pay attention to sensation very deeply, even when it's not connected with something that we understand on a visibility level of like pain or pleasure. Right. But simply uh, focusing on this primordial wind of sensation in the body, because those sensations uh, over time or perhaps also through amplitude, right, intensity, they become feelings. And so part of what feels so important to me is the way that Audre Lorde is reclaiming this chaos, right? The chaos of our strongest feelings. If we're well um, steeped in a meditative tradition, we may have been taught that the chaos of our strongest feelings should be sort of, you know, we watch those, we let them pass. We don't engage with uh, that kind of intense wind because our goal is a kind of equanimity, right? But one of the things that we learn in Tantra, uh, you know, one of the, the, the principal ways that Tantra explains our coming into being, right, 
are, are arising in this plane is through the principle of desire. That on some level, this mysterious awareness that drives our lives, you know, it must have a will to be. Perhaps part of why our strongest feelings are chaotic is because they threaten to expand or dissolve some of the ways in which we've constructed this sense of self. And so Audrey Lord is not saying, tune into the chaos of your strongest feelings. That's where your erotic power is. She's saying that the erotic is this measure between these poles of who I am, how I understand myself to be, and this, uh, this chaos, this kind of liminal intensity of feeling. And so when we look at that, the measure between those things, we have a kind of signal. You, you might think about the erotic as a particular kind of sensation. Right? Of course, we've been like conditioned to think erotic and sexual are, are entwined. Uh, and like they, they can be but the erotic can also be entwined in so many things that have nothing to do with body intimacy. The erotic is very present for me in learning, for example, um, communing with people in platonic ways, right? Uh, intimacy, vulnerability, these things carry erotic charge for me. Uh, just frankly, just fucking honesty, like, like real honesty is this really powerful erotic signal for me. So we could think about discipline in this context as being the steady return to the pleasure signal, actually, the erotic signal. Probably important here to, to parse pleasure a little bit, right? Because there is sort of like the... Um, the pleasure of cravings being satisfied. It's a kind of pleasure. But I think there is also the, the pleasure of simply feeling into the erotic. And to me, that pleasure has uh, a dimension of expansion, uh, a dimension of growth, also a dimension of uh, direction in this life which sometimes feels so confusing, which way to move, what decisions to make. Often for me, when I'm able to center in, uh, in the erotic kind of connection, it is a way of um, navigating tool. And so just inviting you to consider this 
particular way of engaging with a discipline, the discipline of centering, recentering, relocating the erotic. I don't have my tongue drum with me here in Ohio, so I'd like you to imagine the most beautiful sounds, some kind of delicious, resonant sounds for a moment. And then we'll have some open space for anyone that would like to share. Thank you for joining us today for Tea and Contemplation. Uh, tea and Contemplation is actually recorded as a live studio session every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. So if you would like to join us and practice with a group of people for a more communal experience, we have a lovely sharing circle that takes place after the recording of the lead session by myself and Adam. You are so welcome to, to sign up and to come be with us. You can find information in the show notes uh, about how to join individual sessions or sign up for a whole month pass if you like. And until next time, we hope to see you soon.